0: everyone and welcome back to The Environmentalist, a podcast series designed to inform the public about important environmental topics. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different, so let me know what you think and if you think I should contri- continue this trend moving forward. So a couple of days ago, I watched the Sea document on Netflix because a couple of friends of mine recommended it to me, and wow, was I shocked at what I saw. I cried pretty much throughout the entire film, and I couldn't help but want to talk about it in today's episode. I don't normally consider myself an expert in everything and anything environmental, but but I do like to think that I know a fair bit about the about it and the dangers facing the environment today. But boy was I wrong. I truly had no idea that the fishing and whaling industries were this damaging. Everyone just always talks about how trash is the number one cause of death to our ocean, and that's honestly what I knew to be true as well. Now that's not to say that waste isn't terrible for our oceans but there are bigger things at play here that no one is really talking about up to 80 percent of the world's life forms actually exist in our oceans so some of the major uh, i'll kind of go through some of the major um kind of concepts that they spoke about in the film that really resonated with me um so one thing that they mentioned was the dolphin industry So essentially, the um, impact that dolphins and whales have is essentially when they return to the surface in order to breathe, they fertilize small amounts of marine clots in the ocean that are called phytoplankton. And phytoplankton absorb four times the amount of carbon that the Amazon rainforest does, and it generates up to 85% of the oxygen that we breathe today. So it's super important to protect these animals and our waters because in protecting them, we're protecting ourselves essentially. So one kind of um, traumatizing thing that they spoke about was how in places like Japan, boats kind of corner these dolphins closer to the land in order to slaughter them. And what's even more shocking is that um, these slaughterhouses are essentially funded by marine parks. Um that kind of hold those dolphin shows and what's shocking about that is because if like dead dolphins don't really help um marine parks right so why is it that they're funding this slaughter of of dolphins so basically what happens is that every doll for every one dolphin that is captured for these marine parks 12 are actually slaughtered um so basically the, their excuse for killing dolphins is because they say that dolphins eat too many fish. And so they're just trying to kill um, our competition. But that's not really what's happening. They're kind of using dolphins as a scapegoat to kind of make overfishing okay and make, um, make what, they're, what they're doing look less of an ecological um, problem, really. Now they also mention sharks, so in places like Hong Kong, a lot of times they capture sharks um, just to slice off their fins and uh, kind of generate these shark fin soups, which are considered a delicacy in Asian countries um, now these shark the shark fins have no taste and they have no real nutritional value, so the question is, well, why is it so necessary to kind of kill these? sharks just to like slice off their fins um and the importance people always tend to think that sharks are kind of scary we should kill them they're dangerous all this all these things but sharks actually keep the fish stocks healthy and keep ecosystems alive so um if we kill them all we're essentially killing off um the ecosystems in the water. Sharks can only only kill an average of, like, 10 people a year, whereas we kill about 30,000 sharks per hour. That's crazy if you think about it. And um, another thing that they were also mentioning that is, is that half of the sharks that are killed are not just killed, like, for their fins, but they're killed as a fishing bycatch. So bycatch is essentially when they toss their nets into the ocean and collect, like the, the their target species, which is like a certain type of fish, for example. So bycatch is the other um, aquatic organisms that end up in those nets, um, kind of as as a result of these catching methods. So what tends to happen is that a lot of them or actually 40% of uh, sharks are actually um, end up as bycatch and are killed before they even get thrown back into the water. So fin soup is part of the problem, but it's, it's kind of more so restricted to Asia, like the fin soup, whereas fishing kind of occurs globally. So this bycatch is kind of the greater issue at play here. And what's concerning even more so is the fact that these destructive fisheries are essentially awarded for being sustainable and they receive stickers called um the msc blue ticks i'm sure you've seen them um so basically these blue ticks essentially verify that that can of tuna or whatever it is is actually dolphin safe meaning no dolphins were um, captured or harmed in the making of that tuna can or whatever it is. However, um, they kind of went to see how this kind of process works. And they noticed that for eight tunas that they were catching, 45 dolphins were actually killed. So, and these these um, fisheries were working for this dolphin-safe canned tuna. So that kind of makes you think, well, why are they putting labels that uh, for dolphin-safe Uh, tuna when they're actually killing dolphins in the making of this tuna label, meaning that it really makes us question kind of what's really going on behind the scenes. Now, um, when he confronted the, um, kind of the owners or the founders of this company and went to them and asked these questions, essentially they had no real justification. They just said that, um, it's sustainable, and no dolph uh we we kind of can say for the most part that no dolphins are harm harmed in the making, but they can't necessarily guarantee it yet they continue to make these um stickers and put it on every canned uh tuna so and he also mentioned that um that they send out um, observers to kind of look and make sure that everything is going as it's supposed to. But these observers arrive only once in a while. They're not a frequent, um, a frequent observer really. And they can also be bribed. So what does that tell you about kind of the, the morality behind this company? It's kind of crazy to think about because you often, we want to trust what we're buying, but this kind of shows us that we can't. Now, another thing that they mentioned in the documentary was that um, a lot of these companies that kind of claim that plastics are the most damaging, um, they fail to acknowledge that 40% of those plastics are actually fishing nets and gear, and they are far more dangerous to marine life than the plastic straws, cutlery, things like that, um, because those nets and those gear... Are actually designed to kill so if they're just kind of dropped and left in the oceans they're going to unintentionally kill lots of organisms and for example and one of the uh, victims of this are the turtles turtles aren't ever um, kind of fish they're not really something we eat or anything like that so they're not target species ever really um, but they kind of end up becoming endangered because they get trapped in these nets, which ultimately kill them. So plastic straws and things like that only account for such a small amount of the total plastics in our oceans. So why is no one talking about it? That's That was kind of the main question they had, and honestly my question as well, because I had always thought that plastics, just kind of straws and cutlery and things like that were the reason why um, our oceans are endangered. <laughs> but yeah that's not the case. So why is no one talking about it? So basically they discovered that the same organizations that um tackle plastics in the oceans are sorry the 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 organizations that tackle plastics in the oceans are funded by the same organizations that fund the dolphin safe labels. So of course they can't promote boycotting of fishing industries because then they wouldn't receive their funding. So this is a total conflict of interest right here. Now, um, they, they even went on to explain that fishing gear and nets are even more dangerous than oil spills are. The oil spill that happened a couple of years back in the Gulf of Mexico killed less aquatic life over the course of however many months, which I think it was like three months, um, that the spill uh, continued. So it killed less species than their fishing industries uh, killed in a single day. So... The aquatic populations uh in the Gulf of Mexico actually benefited from the spill because the fishing um, was was kind of brought to a halt, so their their populations were actually able to bounce back so if anything, the oil spill kind of helped them not harm them. This just shows how dangerous um, fishing and the fishing practices are. not to mention that they also uh kind of dived into the topic of corals now the everyone has probably heard that our corals are being bleached and this is due to climate change and carbon emissions things like that but what no one really talks about is the fact that the aquatic organisms when they excrete this is actually food for the corals so when we're kind of plowing all of the fish out of the oceans then not only are the fish are su- not only are the fish are, su- are the fish suffering from this but the nutrients that the corals need to grow and survive are actually leaving with the fish as well. So it just kind of shows um, how important uh, fish are in many different um, realms that no one really ever speaks about. And they also mentioned that um, the power of animals that move up and down the water column in terms of water mixing, is as great as wind waves tides etc so when animals swim through the water column it actually creates a downwelling where the warm surface waters are kind of brought down and mixed with the colder waters so um the fact that we're removing these animals it's interfering with this mixing and so our, our oceans are just becoming hotter because there's nothing to kind of um, mix it in with the colder water and um, not to mention that these animals take up carbon and when they kind of die they sink to the bottom of the ocean and they contain retain that carbon within them um, so they are one of the biggest carbon sinks on the planet so Even removing just a small amount of them creates such a huge, devastating uh, impact. So, essentially, by removing fish, we're deforesting our oceans, which is kind of a crazy concept because no one really thinks about there being like kind of a forest in the water. But if you think about it, that forest are the corals, really. And they're dying because of the lack of nutrients that they're receiving um so a lot of the um these organizations that kind of vouch for environmental advocacy um causes are free to come out against the fishing industry and the meat industry the hunting industry um, because they fear that they're going to lose membership support so organizations aren't actually interested in solving the problem they're kind of exploiting it. It's all about a business so whatever generates the money they're gonna do regardless of what kind of environmental consequences it results in. So the loss of fish in the oceans has also led people to eat certain mammals that we really shouldn't be eating and kind of bringing them in closer proximity to us which is the reason we had the Ebola crisis, now the coronavirus, things like that. So it's ultimately causing pandemics, which is crazy to think about. And um, if we really consider the idea of sustainability, sustainability um, essentially just means something that we can um just continue doing on and on forever no matter w- how much suffering is caused so the whole idea of like sustainable sustainable fishing sustainable sustainable whaling it's not actually sustain- st- sustainable it's just kind of a way to do it so that we can keep doing it in the future so um i like what they said in the film and i kind of definitely agree with this is that we should kind of stop um, consuming fish, I've never really eaten fish in my whole life, like, I've never, it's never something that's appealed to me, and I'm kind of happy about that, um, because now I'm kind of learning the impacts that the fishing industry has, and, um, it's very, very disheartening, and, um, the, the best thing we can do is to kind of leave them alone and let their populations re, um, redevelop, regrow, um, And kind of leave them alone, really, because we're not really getting anything beneficial from fish other than taste, I guess. But basically, fish are, because oceans are the carbon sink for um, most pollution, they are essentially consuming all the junk that is released. So by eating them, you're essentially eating junk, really. So if anything, they're actually toxic to us. Um, not to mention that the only kind of reason people eat fish is for omega-3, but omega-3 isn't actually produced in the fish. The fish eat the algae and the algae is what produces the omega-3. So we can just consume different, um, algae vitamins instead, um, of killing fish just to kind of extract omega-3 that isn't actually theirs. Yeah, so... The main kind of takeaway was to to try to limit the amount of um, fish we consume, kind of just to try to boycott even um, the fishing industry, at least for the next little while, because those ecosystems are able to bounce back quickly if they're just given the time to do so. So, yeah, that's kind of... um, what happened in the documentary and i really really resonated with me i just was in awe because no one ever speaks about these things and it's just concerning that all these organizations claim to be so pro-environment so pro um oceans and oceana things like that um but aren't really targeting the main cause of these issues. So it's nice that he was able to kind of shine light on this topic and inform everyone, including myself, about kind of the dangers that fishing, the fishing industry has. Yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening. If you haven't seen the film already, I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, so thank you all for tuning in, and I hope to see you all next week. And just a reminder, I'm a little someone trying to make a big difference.